0: When it comes to the stock market, the pros are bracing for a market crash, but retail investors not so much. We'll share the warning from a top market watcher. It is Saturday, September 5th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner Bobby Rebel host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City.
1: And coming to you from my mom's half basement in East Lansing, Michigan right now, uh, where we're making Stacking Benjamins episodes. I'm Joe
0: Salci. This is the Monday News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with the takeaway to make it your own.
1: Uh, Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money. If you are hanging out with us, head to TillerHQ.com forward slash MWF. And not only will you be able to optimize your financial life in Google Sheets or Microsoft Excel with fast automatic transaction imports, easy templates and a free 30 day trial, but you can also use our link and tell them that we sent you head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF we're doing this live as usual I've already had a little bit of internet wonkiness Bobby so we're gonna gonna make it through though because the markets are also getting wonky this thing does not go down I think there's some young investors who think the market just doesn't go down it goes up all the time
0: well it did go down um, last spring and it was kind of scary. And so it just shows people have very short memories. That, I, very short.
1: I, I think so, which, which could, uh, I don't know, when the other shoe finally drops, that might end up being ugly. Let's talk about how people are getting ready, but first let's see which one of our friends is gonna help us kick off today's discussion. This is Tim from the Faith and Finances podcast. Headlines ripped from the financial press only at Money with Friends.
0: And you know, people are getting ready. You say that, but apparently people are not. So, this headline I think comes to us from Market Watch. It is by Sean Langlois, which I always mispronounce. So, I apologize. The pros are getting ready for a market crash. Retail investors, not so much. Top economist warns. And the story starts actually with a quote um, from Mohammed El Aryan. A large market correction, should one materialize, would encourage more professional selling that could overwhelm the buy-the-dip retail investor. That's Mohamed El-Aryan, Alliance's, Allianz's chief economic advisor, explaining in an op-ed for the Financial Times how action in the options pits should be taken as a warning by retail investors who have been cashing in on the stock market's relentless push higher in recent months. And the quote is, quote, the seemingly endless rally gives the impression that prices are endorsed and supported by the entire professional investment community, he said. After all, despite the vocal concerns over valuations having split away from underlying corporate and economic fundamentals, few fund managers have been willing to challenge the market by placing outright shorts. However, Quote, sophisticated investors are expressing their cautious views with the use of derivatives. And El Arian says the mom and pop types should take note.
1: It's hard to overstate the extent of today's risk taking in U.S. financial markets, he wrote, pointing to the explosive moves in a small number of high flyers such as Apple, Tesla and Amazon. Much of this could be seen as market deepening were it not for one troubling fact – Corporate and economic fundamentals have yet to reflect a sustained and convincing recovery from COVID related damage, he said. The rebound in consumption is slowing. Initial jobless claims are back to the 1 million level for a second straight week. Bankruptcies are rising. And according to L. Arian, it's looking like these short term disruptions are about to become long term scars. Rather than a well thought out bet on the future, stocks reflect many investors' resolute faith in a consistently favorable and predictable liquidity environment, he wrote. It's a backdrop anchored by reliable stimulus from central banks. And what he's saying there, Bobby, is that because of the fact that we've got so much money printing going on, it, it, the investors are just saying, hey, the government's got our back, man. There's more and more money coming out. So we're good. Things are going things to are be good. It turns out uh, professionals looking at the options environment say mm, maybe not so much.
0: Right. And he goes on to talk about the fact that there's a lot of FOMO going on, fear of missing out among retail investors, which is probably valid because who wants to hear about your neighbors making so much money in the stock market and you pulled your money out, let's say, in March. I mean, I know you say people seem to have forgotten about that. I remember it. I thought it was really scary. And I think that I'm pretty good emotionally. And we talked about it on this show that I wasn't as risk averse as I, I'm sorry, I wasn't as risk tolerant as I had thought I was. As I get, you know, well, I'm in middle, I'm in middle age now. So retirement, not imminent, but it's, it's out there and it, it gave me pause. And so I think if we're honest with ourselves very often, even though we can talk about, we've got people in our audience here, we're recording this live, talking about the fact that individual investors should stick to their plan and stay the course. Absolutely. But we're also human. And so I think it's important to be honest with yourself. You've got this, you know, are you putting more money into the market because of FOMO? And it's not necessarily sell or don't sell. It's what can you do to mitigate your risk is what I think this article is saying that, that these, there's not a lot of, there's, it's not so much about shorting the market where you can really get killed. It's about maybe using the derivatives market to put out whatever products are appropriate. And, um, it's early in the morning where we're recording this. So I don't want to misspeak. Um, but you know, whatever options or put calls you can, you can put out to, um, to basically protect yourself and give yourself some cushion.
1: yeah. And there's, and there's a reason why uh, uh, I roll my eyes at this a little bit because pros, pros have different motivations than, than you and I do. You and I are looking for a single goal. That's a long-term goal that we're trying to reach with our money, right? Maybe two or three goals that we're trying to reach. But, but uh, uh, somebody who's a pro is number one, trying to keep their job. And if you're trying to keep your job, your goal is Bobby, if the market fi- tanks tomorrow, you can't get very far behind your benchmark. Every pro and every Every organization as a benchmark that their boss or their organization says you need to beat that thing like this is your goal and, and you know what you're not going to get fired if you miss it by a little bit which also a lot of studies show that's partly the reason why so many managers active managers miss the the index That the index does better is because they're clinging to the index so that they keep their job they're not taking any bets You and I also don't need to take a bet because we know that we're not investing for tomorrow or next week or to keep our job next month. We might be investing like you are for 15 years in the future. So if you're investing that far in the future, who cares what the market does over the next day or two?
0: Yeah, I love the fact that you pointed out the difference between the goals of a quote professional who is you know, has certain uh, goals that they need to meet to keep their job and an individual who's saving for retirement. But I do want to also point out that we should all think of our money as having different buckets and make sure that your retirement bucket is doing the things that you just talked about, Joe, but also thinking, you know, maybe you're going to have other life goals like paying for your children's college or paying for, you know, a down payment on a house or whatever it may be, whatever that goal is, and that those buckets are kept in the appropriate risk but whatever that you have the appropriate amount of risk for those buckets that not all of your money necessarily is for retirement some of your money might be for other goals and so make sure that you've got that separation in mind and that you're taking care of that we've got people in our audience here very active audience today talking about really diversification we've got Emmett talking about gold we've got the capitalist consultant talking about cash increasing fixed income allocations I think thinking about those things is really good, and figuring out what works for you. You don't have to be 100% invested in a passive index fund.
1: No, but here's but 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 here's the problem with prepping for a cash. And I love the stuff that Sean Langlois and 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 we use his pieces. I swear, I feel like once a week, uh, Sean writes such good stuff. But but he also has to write a headline that sells, and mm-hmm. the headline that sells here is: Should I be worried? Right. Should should I be worried about where the market goes? Is there something I should be doing? Should I be making one of these moves that people are talking about as we record this? And 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 the scary thing about that is you and I have both seen people, pros and amateurs alike, that have been prepping for a downturn for the last seven years, and we haven't had it yet. We still haven't had it yet. I mean, uh, Len Penzo, who's on Stacking Benjamins once a week, has, has said he missed out on a huge amount of money because five years ago, he was sure it was going to finally go down and he capitulated. And for five years, he's at a market that just Oof. continued to march up and up and My up gosh. and up. So
0: yeah, no, don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, but, but, betting, but you know, the have the cash to live your life, though. Like if you sure. think about if you lost your job and you're a partner, if you have a partner or other family members that you have financial ties to if everyone lost their job and people did have that situation happen recently where they were in industries that they thought were foolproof and the entire industry just was put on pause. I mean, just make sure you have that money set aside and you can usually do that if you're investing on a regular basis by maybe, you know, skip a couple months where you don't put new money in, put that into, you know, maybe building your emergency fund just a little bit bigger and then go back to your investing pattern just to make sure that you don't have that panic sale.
1: Well, I think the key there is to have the emergency fund, and if you've got a bunch of money and very aggressive stuff, and you don't have the emergency fund built, I think right. you're you're building the house wrong anyway. I mean, you, right? So,
0: but they can fix that now. That's all I'm saying sure. is not I'd everyone it. in a perfect yeah. world everyone already has that, but we don't want to be lecturing people. <laughs> we don't want to be telling people what they should have, could have, what had, whatever done. It's okay. Do it now.
1: You know, I want to speak to what Emmett's saying over on Twitter, which is uh, some gold in the portfolio makes sense. When I when I was a financial planner, Bobby, we would put together all kinds of portfolios. And it was interesting to see that if you put natural resources in general, gold maybe specifically or precious metals, um, if you if you had a small allocation of that, uh, maybe even just three or four percent allocation to that, uh, even even. just a little pepper in the chili, you know, something that's just a little bit different. What we found was that it it uh, slowed, believe it or not, it slowed volatility in the portfolio. Even though gold, on a daily basis, can be a lot more volatile and for weird reasons than the stock market can it is so different than the stock market that it really calmed down a portfolio without killing it. I mean, if, if you go 30% or 40% gold, horrible idea, just gold moves for such weird reasons and in such strange times that it doesn't, doesn't make sense to have a lot of it, but to have just a little bit in a, in a portfolio really, really was interesting to see how it would calm down your results, even though it could be volatile on its own.
0: Yes, I think that's a genius, genius idea, diversification. Right, uh, diversification.
1: Absolutely. In just a moment, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways from today's piece. But uh, before we do that, just want to say a big thanks to people that have used Tiller to manage their expenses. You know, uh, Microsoft money is coming back. And I know there's a bunch of older money geeks that are super excited about that. And there's a bunch of younger money geeks that probably should be excited about that because money nerds rejoiced when Microsoft decided to turn this back on. Now, they're going to use Excel as their backdrop and tiller money said that's super cool to put it technically because of the fact that now tiller will interface with microsoft money so how does that work you now have microsoft money as your template you can change the template however you want tiller will automatically put put your transactions from all your different places whether it's money you owe savings that you have put them all into Microsoft Excel for you and then you can personalize it however the heck you want. So whether you're using Google sheets, using Excel, using Microsoft money, just using one of the Tiller templates that are out there, head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. You can kick the tires for 30 days, see how much you like it. And if you do like it and use our link, they'll send you a thank you when you subscribe. So big thanks to people who've used our link when they've used Tiller. Bobby, what is our takeaway from uh, this discussion?
0: So this line rings true. We didn't really emphasize this so much in the show. So I'm glad I get to bring it up now. Um, quote, much of this could be seen as marketed deep market deepening, were it not for one troubling fact: corporate and economic fundamentals have yet to reflect a sustained and convincing recovery from COVID related damage. So I do want people to think about that. If it's long-term retirement investing, you know, absolutely stick with your plan. Um, But, you know, look, if you have all the buckets, all your life savings in, let's say, an index fund, um, you could think about maybe some kind of asset reallocation. Maybe consider, if it's a substantial amount of money, if it's your entire life savings, maybe see a professional and put up some risk mitigators in there, like options, so that you do have some protection on the downside if you've got your life savings in the market and you're going to get... Um, nervous because let's face it, an index fund is not diversification. And I just want people to understand that. It doesn't mean you have to make radical moves. Just understand if all of your money is in an S&P 500 index fund, it is not diversified. And um, just think about it. Think about it.
1: You know, it is interesting because I think that it's to your point, Bobby, it's not about the markets. It's about you, right? And so yeah. while these ideas of 100% stock um, historically over long periods of time are fantastic ideas, if you can't withstand that roller coaster ride, and you're going to worry about your money all the time. It's not about what the market does. It's about. It's about your, this yeah. money the fuel for your goal. So don't, don't do that if you can't withstand the ride. That said, I think my big takeaway, Bobby, is on the other end. Realize why pros are getting ready. Pros have different motivation than you do. Your goal is to reach a certain goal and to pull your money out what the market does over the short, based on what the market does over the short term for a goal that's 15 years away, doesn't make any sense. Look at any chart and it will show you that even though the Mr. Market will go up, and down quite a bit over the short run, over long periods of time, 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to be much further ahead. So just ignore whatever's going on in the next two weeks, three weeks, six weeks, and focus on that long-term goal and what assets have got you there. And I think that also pulls you through this instead of you know worrying about the fact that the pros are starting to build some defenses.
0: I think that's such an important point. Your goals are not the same goals as a pro who's managing to the quarter or to the year no. and against an index. So that that's something really important to to think about. And like I said, I learned in March. I mean, people a lot of people forgot the market really took a dive. I had issues. I I got really scared. I got really scared. I'm just being honest.
1: No, that totally, even me. You know, I mean, it's, it's completely it's, it is what it is. It is completely about you and how you respond to that. And uh, you need to build a portfolio around your ability to sleep at night.
0: But I will tell you, I'm happy I put more money in at that time. That's good. I'm happy about that. How do
1: people help us make this show, Bobby?
0: First of all, make sure you're following us on all of our social channels because we now are able to uh, record the show on both Twitter, which is at Money Friends Pod, and on our YouTube channel and on Facebook or at iStack Benjamin's because of our wonderful affiliation with the Stacking Benjamin's show. Key in that is YouTube because if you go to YouTube, Money with Friends, you can get the links to the the uh, stories that we're talking about. So it's really important to be subscribed to our YouTube channel because that's the easiest place to get the links. And we don't have time usually to read the entire story. In this way, you can read it directly yourself. And so it's a really good thing. And we want everyone to get the benefit of reading the entire story. And of course, you can learn more about the show on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And our Instagram is also at moneyfriendspod, same as our Twitter.
1: Speaking of stories, man, do we have an ugly story uh, for you coming up uh, on Monday. A man, a financial advisor, scams $300,000 from a senior. What happened and how do you make sure that you don't get scammed? Uh, we'll talk about that on Monday's Money with Friends. She's Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you back here on Monday. Bye-bye.